All right. So let's talk about winning this morning. And how many, how many of you guys like winning? Or y'all like losing? Or uh, you don't know? Y'all like winning? All right. Okay. All right. Just, that's good. That's good. All right. And y'all know God wants us to win, right? Right? No? I, I, I hear you. Y'all know God wants us to win, right? That's what I'm talking about. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you this morning for uh, giving us the opportunity to, uh, one, worship you this morning. Thank you for getting us out of the bed this morning. And as um, Brother Horton played that clip earlier, a little bit earlier, uh, what a sad state we're in in this world. And, um, man, if we ever thought that... uh, you were going to be coming quickly. Seeing something like that makes us realize that it's not too far. And we need to uh, be about your business, Lord. So as we look into your word for a little bit and um, dig into some passages, Lord, just speak through me, move me out of the way. And any, uh, anything that you'd like to be heard, Lord, let it, let it be voice. So those who have it here, let them hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So let's talk about winning. Um, I, I, got, I got some stuff that I'm going to share with you all today. At first, I wasn't going to, I didn't, I didn't want to share it, but I think I'm going to go ahead and share it anyway. Uh, but let's, let's, this month, the book of the month, the chapter of the month was what? Hebrews chapter 12. So I took a bow on myself and said, you know what, at first, I was talking with Donna, and she asked me, well, sh- where's your message going to come from? And I said, I got a number of different scriptures, and I do, but I wanted to kind of focus in on the book of the month and kind of just tie stuff together. Um, but before we look at winning, I want to kind of get, get some perspective to what winning is all about. So if we look at turn to Hebrews chapter 12, I'm not going to put it up on the screen. I just got a couple pictures I'm going to show you with the slide, but... Um, if you guys could turn to chapter 12 in Hebrews. And I'm going to take just a few verses, and I'm actually going to chop them up. I'm, uh, Hebrews chapter 12. Majority of you all there? All right. So you all probably have memorized this verse anyway. Chapter 12, verse 2, just a section of verse 2. It says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross. And then chapter 3, I'm sorry, verse 3. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself. Now think about what what Christ did for us. He shed his blood on the cross. When we go through things, sometimes we go through some hard times, and I think if we can get perspective on things that we go through and things that we've been through even um, and and go back to what Jesus did. It kind of brings us all back into perspective, doesn't it? Okay, case in point, I um, about a month and a half ago, month and a half ago, I got arrested. Yeah, I'm like, what? What are you doing up there, man? <laughs> Pastor let you up there? What the, what is going on? Yeah, Jesus is coming. (laughs) I got arrested for trespassing. 
and some of y'all, I don't know if you know what I do. I take care of some properties and do a bunch of maintenance and stuff like that, and I do a number of things. But anyway, so I was taking care of some uh, work. I was going to look, spec out some work that, uh, I'm trying to make this story short so it don't want to be too long. Okay. So there was a building. There was an apartment building, two-flat apartment building with a basement. And I went over there to fix the basement doors that had been kicked in by the tenants on the first floor because they were stealing electricity from the basement. So the owner gave me the keys, said, you know, could you go and fix the doors, lock people from going down in there. So I went over there, and I was um, uh, taking measurements of the door so I can go to the hardware store to p get the parts that I need to fix up the door. In the meantime, the tenant on the first floor that's in the process of being evicted, the daughter of the lady that has the lease, called the police and said I was trespassing. So I'm down there doing the work, police come down there, and they asked me what I was doing down there. I said, I'm down here getting ready to do some work. They said, well, you're not supposed to be down here, you're trespassing. I said, no, I have the keys to the building, the owner sent me over here. And that's when everything kind of went haywire. Um, police officers start cussing me out, getting in my face, and just trying to make me do something that I probably would have regretted. Wouldn't have been winning. Um, and he just kept cussing me out right like almost nose to nose. And I just told him, I said, you, you know, please just get, I didn't say please. I said, get out of my face talking to me like that. You know, just, I didn't raise my voice or anything. I just said, get out of my face talking to me like that. And then that, he just escalated even further. Like, how dare you talk to me like that? I'm the one with the badge and the gun. And at that point, I just said, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. Get out of my face. And he told me I can't do that. And I told him again. And then I just, I, I, I threw my hands up and I said, and I actually did. I said, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. And I walked up the stairs, got into the hallway. And then he came up behind me, ran up behind me, and started cussing me out more. And, and I just turned around and told him, I said, listen, I said, you are not scaring me. I have no fear in my body for you. I said, uh, you know, I, I'm, I, I've done nothing wrong. And he went into a tirade of cussing even more and then said, I'm going to arrest you. And I said, do what you got to do. So they arrested me. They took me to the police station where I, uh, I was uh, arrested for trespassing. And the, uh, the owner of the building came up to the police station and said, no, you, you, you got it all wrong. He was over there doing some work. They said, no, he was trespassing. But really the reason we got him locked up is because he was uh, talking back to the police officer. But because of the arrest, what it says on there is, Trespass. So I was then put through the process of being, you know, they check your record and all that stuff, fingerprint, all. I, I was about 10 o'clock in the morning. I got out of the lockup at 9 o'clock that night. Yeah. And that's where it just gets started because Brother Savage gave me a ride over to where my vehicle was over at the building where I looked in, got into the car, and everything was gone from my car. And it great. Um, so I um, went home and uh, 
I just thank God that there wasn't a lot of damage done to my vehicle, but every all of my tools were gone. So I filed a police report and all that stuff, and uh, I guess about three, four weeks later, the tenants were actually evicted. And then there's a police, there's a, uh, a warrant out for the young lady that called the police arrest because she broke back into the apartment, busted out the owner's windows for telling her to get away from the apartment. Yeah, it was, it was wild. It's wild. So when I look back at that now, and I go, wow, and I, I compare it to what Jesus did for me on the cross, that was nothing. That was nothing. And it helps, helps, I think it helps all of us kind of get perspective on things we go through in our life. Sometimes we, we're, we're caught up in the heat of the moment and we don't think, you know, all we're focused in on is kind of, there's a saying, ingrown eyeballs. What is happening to me is the most important thing. So that's all I need to focus in on. Instead of thinking about the bigger picture, what Jesus has done for us. And uh, what we can do because of what he's done for us. Um. You know, brings everything back into perspective. So, another name for winning is success. So, I got a little slide up here. It says, success is finishing what God has started in you. Success is doing everything God has called you to do and doing it with a spirit of excellence. Doing it with a spirit of excellence. Success is the progressive realization of a worthwhile dream ago. You could have left it on, because I can't see my notes now. <laughs> uh, what I, what I want to show today is the progressive, how progression actually is winning. So in our progression of being successful, of winning, that is what I want to kind of help us understand how we're really winning while we're going through that progression. You know, we, we want to win and our finances in life. You know, we work hard, we, we strive to do better. We want to provide for our family, we want to provide for ourselves, we want to be able to, how about this? We want to be able to generate enough income where we could actually give. Now, Pastor's uh, message was, was talking about, you know, being fruitful. So we don't get fruitful so that we could just hoard it, we get fruitful so that we can give it away, right? So. We want to we want to be uh, we want to win in our relationships and whatever type of relationship you got with one another, with your spouse at work or wherever. We want to be winning in life in general. Um, we want to win in our walk with Christ to bear fruit for the Lord. Um, so what does the word say about winning? Let me let me read something to you real quick. James chapter four, verses seven through nine. It says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. How cool is that? Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he, he will lift you up. So as we follow God's playbook, when we become disciplined, we win. We think about that. Now, I got another picture to show you real quick. We're going to focus in on this for the majority of the rest of the time. This is pretty good. When people think about success, 
they see what happens up here. When, when you win, well, any, in any area of your life, if you've ever won something, any of y'all play sports? Any of y'all won a championship? Okay, John, you won that uh, college football championship or something, right? Something like that. Okay, all right, so how cool was that? The pinnacle, right? People, people saw this part up here. That game when you guys got the, ch the, the, the trophy and everybody's jumping around, hugging each other, crying, you know, knees bent, crying, all, just all type of stuff, nose running and just, yeah. That's all people see. When the Patriots won the Super Bowl, all people saw was that game and after the game, the celebration and all that stuff, the comeback. But what they didn't see was their quarterback, the starter, the leader of the team, not being able to play for the first three or four games. And then the rest of the team kind of struggling, trying to, you know, stay upbeat, keep a positive mental attitude. You know what we don't see either? The practices that they had to go through before the season started the preseason practices, the losses in the locker room from the games that they lost, their attitudes and having to, you know, go at it again the next week. We don't see that stuff. You know what we also don't see is when a lot of times when we're struggling with our finances, when we're struggling with in relationships in life, we don't see that type of stuff. You know, we come to church sometimes. Nobody comes to church coming through the door like, I need help. You know, no, none of us do that. But we come here and we sit, we, we, get, we get built up by the word. But what we don't see is what everybody goes through in life. But what, what happens is we, we tend to focus in on, I want success, I want it now, I want to have, ha have it happen right now. I need it now, Lord. But here's what the Lord is saying. There, there's persistence, there's failure, there's sacrifice, there's disappointment, there's good habits, work habits, dedication. That's all the stuff that's happening and the process of having this so-called success, you're really winning when you're down here. See, it's a different mindset. If you're going through the process of doing all this, you're really winning because you can't win without it. So it's a part of the process. That's all a part of winning. Fail if, if, if we were taught in school, and I, I don't know about you guys, I wasn't taught this, but if we were taught in school that Failing is a part of success. Will we respond a little different when we did have some failures in life? When we did go through some things in life, will we respond a little bit different? Wouldn't we? But we're taught that success is just supposed to be an easy road. You're just supposed to wake up in the morning and you got it. You're just supposed to say, you know, a couple verses, memorize a couple verses, and the Lord's got your back, and he, you've got nothing to worry about. Nothing bad is ever going to happen to you. We're not taught that. We're supposed to go through stuff. Now, we're, we're taught that. Pastor goes through that a lot. You know, we're, we're, do you guys realize on Sunday mornings that you're taught? Do, do you understand that? You're taught. You're not entertained. You're actually getting substance on Sunday morning. Substance to build you up so that you can go through the rest of the week with substance. Not a fleeting moment. That will you, well, I just, I don't remember. How many of y'all have ever got a call after Sunday service or maybe Monday when you got, got to work or you're talking with some friends or something and somebody asks you, oh, you went to church Sunday? What did you learn? 
Were you ever able to say, oh, we learned this, we talked about this, and the word of the month, and the book of the month, and, you know, faith, family, finance, fitness, and friends, and we got this and that. And, and they go, oh, man. Man, we don't do that at church. We don't do that at our church. <laughs> That's fruit. That's stuff that you can, man, you can win with. Hello? So let's, let's do this. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, verse 3. Let's keep going on verse 2. It says, now Jesus has sat down, that's the second portion of verse 2, has sat down at the right hand, I'm sorry, at the right hand of the throne of God. He said, I won. He sat down. Verse 3, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Let me go back up to verse 2, though. All right, how many of you all have ever had a long day? And it was just, oh, my goodness, you were ripping and running around, or you had some struggles, and things just happened. And how many of you all have just ever had that day where you sat down, you were able to either go home or go somewhere? How about this? Ladies, how about this? How many of you all like getting pedicures and manicures? Ladies. <laughs> it's funny because my cousin down in southern Illinois he's the oldest person in our family he, he I called him a couple weeks ago he was in Florida and I said what are you doing he said oh, I'm getting a pedicure I said what he said yeah these nails are cutting my feet <laughs> so you had a long day you had an opportunity to go and get a manicure and a pedicure how y'all like that, ladies? Y'all like that? Is that just like one of those oh, moments? Just, man, oh, yeah, yeah, right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, guys, I'm back to you. All right. Major's like, yeah, get to me. How about one of those steak dinners? You go to Morton's or Laurie's. Or Ruby Tuesdays, or not Ruby Tuesdays, Ruth Chris. You guys know what I'm talking about. You go get one of them big, nice steaks, baked potato, mashed potato, double stuff, whatever. And uh, you got a nice dessert. <sighs> Good meal. And Doug's looking at me, he's like. <coughs> and you're, oh, you get an opportunity to just have a meal, sit down, relax. You don't have anywhere to go after you eat, and you let the food digest. Oh, yeah. It's a taste of winning, isn't it? It kind of gives you, gives you an idea of there's nothing like what Jesus did, but Jesus sat down. He sat down at the right hand on the throne, and he said, man, I'm finished. Those some hard-headed rascals, but, oh, man, I'm finished. It's done. Now it's up to them. Hopefully they're going to listen and learn and duplicate and do so that they can win also. In verse 3, it says, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. In other words, he says, don't give up. Remember, don't give up. I've already won. Listen. Our souls are like a computer, right? 
Whatever we feed our souls, that's how we're going to respond. Just like a, a computer. You feed into the computer, and that's how the computer's going to respond. Garbage in, garbage out, right? Vi virus in, virus out. Good, good program, and you're going to get the results from using that program. And if we stop remembering what Jesus has done for us, how we can function with him in our life, the Holy Spirit, our souls will not respond the way it's set up to respond. Does that make sense? It's, it's a real simple process. Now drop down real quick, chapter 12, verse 11. It says, Now no chastising seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, after it yields the peaceable fruit, of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Learn, not tickled. You actually learn something. That's winning. That's winning. You, you, you notice in here it says, but painful nevertheless. How many of y'all would really like to hear somebody win a championship, be successful in something, and got up there in front of everybody, and he had a news broadcast, and they said, here's, here's the guy that became the most successful person in the world. And he gets up there in front of the news cameras, and he goes, yeah, I just kind of woke up this morning, and here I am. Would that seem like, wait a minute, how, what? How is that even duplicatable? It's funny, but think about this. How often do we want the simplicity of that to happen in our life? It's, it's, just as, it's just as silly as thinking about what the person may have said. Our life doesn't function like that. We're going to go through stuff. We're going to go through stuff. But it's part of winning if you don't give up. So we're going we're gonna to have to be persistent in life. We're going to fail. We're going to have failures, but we are not failures. We're going we're gonna to have to sacrifice. We're going to have to give up stuff. Lisa, you had to give up any sleep lately? Yeah, yeah. John, any time, you know, just, yeah. Pete, you lose any sleep? I know Lisa's never lost any sleep. She's just, <laughs> well, you got children. It's just part of sacrifice, part of the game. Now, for teens, you're all like, I don't have kids. I don't even want to be married. What are you talking about? But you got to study, right? You have to study. You have to sacrifice. Oh, how about this? What if, what if each one of us had to go without our cell phones for a couple of days? Would y'all be able to function? Y'all getting twitches right now. Like, Whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> Cell phone? No. I, I heard a study that says the first thing that majority of people wake up to and, and reach for is their cell phone early in the morning. That, that's just, it's been programmed. It's been programmed. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's real simple to correct the issues. You know, we're going to have disappointment. We start creating good habits. 
But the only reason we really start creating good habits is because of going through some disappointments, having some failures, having to sacrifice, and being persistent. We create good habits. Hard work. It's going to take hard work. There's no such thing as being successful and succeeding in life without working hard. You don't have to work your guts out. But for a short period of time, most of the time, you have to get onto a pattern so that you can actually discipline yourself so that you now have created those good habits. And then dedication, having a goal. If you never have a goal, you'll never hit it. There's, you guys probably heard this analogy. You see, you know, what if we had a basketball game, but we didn't have any hoops, and you just had people running up back and forth down the court. What are you doing? So I'm playing basketball. Where, wh what's the score? There's no score. We don't have any goal. Right? So winning, it's real simple to correct the issues in our life. If we really want to win, it's a simple process. It's a simple process. We, we, we deal with our pride. We deal with our anger. We deal with our selfishness. We deal with our ego. We deal with fears. We deal with our hang-ups. If we focus on God's word, believe God's word, and then we're able to walk with faith, live by faith, and receive through faith. Sometimes we allow the enemy's voices to drown out the Holy Spirit, which is telling us the right thing to do. And we can start to drift. We can start to think that the things that's bothering us, the things that are wearing at us, the things that we've been sacrificing for, for however long it's been, long time, short time, or you're just getting in the midst of getting things going. And we start focusing on the issues of life, and we tend to drift from God. Let's not do anything until we find out what the word says about it. How about that? When we stay in God's word in, in Colossians 1, 23, it says, Continue in faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which ye have heard. So if we continue in faith, the only way that the devil can defeat us is to pressure us into throwing away the word of God. That's it. That's the only way the devil can, can defeat us. And don't worry. Don't, don't, and it's, it's easy to say this. Don't worry. Not don't worry, be happy, but don't worry. No, it's easy to say this, but it takes discipline so that we won't. But if we worry, here's, here's what's happening. If we worry, we're meditating upon the thoughts of Satan. If we worry, we're meditating upon the thoughts of Satan. Because who wants us to worry? Yeah. When you recognize you are worrying, stop and immediately replace it with God's word. Replace it with God's word. The fearful, doubtful thoughts of the enemy. Be assured, Satan will continually try to tell you that your situation is hopeless. He will, he will persistently peddle doubts, defeat, and discouragement in front of you. Persistently. You are now what the Word says you are. You can do what the Word says you can do. 
and you can have what the word says you can have. But are you willing to discipline yourself to win? That's the key. Are you willing to discipline yourself to win? When we have a few wins under our belts, sometimes we can, we can drift in. We can drift when we're not doing so okay, and then we can drift when everything's going awesome. Well, how do we kind of keep it all in mind? Right in the Word. Right there. There's no, no mysteries. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 11 through 9, I'm going to read this to you. It says, but that is the time to be careful when you're winning. Beware that in your plenty you do not forget the Lord your God and disobey his commandments, regulations, and decrees that I am giving you today. For when you have become full and prosperous and have built fine homes and living, you got 80-inch screen TV in every room. You got Netflix, Apple TV. You just walk through the house and every TV pops on when you walk by. And when your flocks and herds have become very large and your silver and gold have multiplied, your 401k is blowing up, along with everything else, be careful. Do not become proud at the time and forget the Lord your God. Where is that at? It's right here in Deuteronomy. Who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. Do not forget that he led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with its poisonous snakes and scorpions, where it was said, I'm sorry, where it was so hot and dry, he gave you water from the rock. He fed you with manna in the wilderness, a food unknown to your ancestors. He did this to Humble you and test you for your own good. We go through stuff sometimes so that we can be humbled, so that we can be tested, so that we can be disciplined, so that we can create good habits, so that we can get over sacrifice, failure, disappointment, and be persistent. He did all of this. So you would never say to yourself, I have achieved this wealth with my own strength and energy. I got this. I don't need anybody, anything, anywhere. I got this. Remember the Lord your God. He is the one who gives you the power to be successful. In order to fulfill the covenant, he confirmed to your ancestors with an oath. But I assure you of this. If you ever forget the Lord your God, if you ever drift, if you ever get prideful, if you ever get the big head and follow other gods, worshiping and bowing down to them, you will certainly be destroyed. How's that? How's that for an answer? So if we drift, if we get the big head, we won't be winning. But if we do what the Lord commands us to do, it's not an option. It's not, 
those questions that they were, they were, there was answers that they were coming up with with the video saying, ah, he was a cool dude. Ah, he lived, I, I believe he lived, but he's not my savior. Man, I was in that room. I was just like, I wish I could go and shake that dude or talk to him. Oh, man, do you understand? Man, how far the world has come from the true righteousness of the Lord. You know, in Chronicles 7, 14, talks about, you know, if you turn from your wicked ways, pray, then you hear from heaven. Man, as a pastor, I so appreciate what pastor does on a weekly basis, how he's, you know, the, the, you all like the prayer, you know, just being able to pray for others, being able to just, hopefully you're not just leaving here on Sunday mornings and going, man, that was, that was pretty cool. Hopefully we're continuing to pray throughout the week. Hopefully we're continuing to get into God's word every day and not just say, man, I, I, you know, I put my tithe in, I showed up, I'm good to go. Hopefully we're not just doing that. God tells us, you know, there's, there's a real simple process in winning in life. You know, there's different areas of our life that we can focus in on. But, you know, thinking even about relationships and, 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 and marriage relationships. You know, communication is key. You know, uh, forgiveness is, an, is another big key. Um, just being willing to listen. Different things like that. And, and not be holding on to grudges. I remember going through Bill Gothard's... Uh, uh, basic live, living, inst- basic life institute, and he was talking about how when you hold stuff in and you, 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 you allow Satan to come in and take that foundation away from you, and, and, and he starts being able to tell you stuff, and you start focusing in on those things that he's saying, and you start drifting. Real simple process to winning. You just kick him out. Get in God's word. Put that brick back in that foundation and say, no more. Let's, let's go in. Let's continue winning. Yep, I had a little setback. Yeah, I sacrificed a little bit. I had a failure. But you know what? The Lord said, if I do what he told me to do, I'll be a winner. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to forget that. I'm going to remember that. Amen? Some of you all probably going, okay, that's, that's pretty cool. I like to win, and I don't know about all this stuff. Some of those guys on that video sounded pretty cool. I didn't see anything wrong with the video. Uh, matter of fact, I agree with some of the stuff they said. I don't even know this. Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. I like to pray for you. So why don't you to pray for me? Well, I'm going to pray for you anyway. And, Lord, I just ask you that, uh, and, I, and I, I just ask that you would talk to those that are in our midst that do not know you as Lord and Savior. Lord, I pray that you would get a hold of their heart, help them understand that uh, you didn't come just to walk the earth. You, you weren't just a cool guy. You weren't just a, a Jewish carpenter. That you were our God. You were, in the, you were the second person in the Trinity. And yeah, we, sometimes we don't fully understand the whole you know, the, the triune portion of the Godhead, that's why there's faith. And that's why you've given us grace to even have the choice of saying, you know, I don't believe in you. 
But Lord, I just pray that you would get their heart and help them understand, whether it be today or tomorrow or next week, next year, Lord. Just give them another day so that they can come to know you. And if there's anyone uh, that, that is here today and they're going, yeah, I want to know Jesus, all you have to do is say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me, Lord. I believe that you are the Savior of my life. I receive you into my heart. And now I want to be a fellow Christian and worship you. Now I can do that knowing you. Now I can understand your word because of coming to know you. Thank you for what you're going to do in their, in their hearts, Lord. And Lord, for everyone else, Lord, we, we're, we're in the midst of this uh, crazy world, getting perspective on, on what we call winning, you know, getting perspective on what we call failures. And man, when you look back at all the things that have happened, you, you can turn on, the, turn on the TV and look at the news or open a newspaper and you can see all the killing that's been happening in the city of Chicago, the senseless, all these children that are being shot and killed for no reason. It puts things back into perspective. We're still here. We're still living. We can actually have an opportunity to share the gospel and help someone that may not have another day on this earth after we've talked to them, receive you and go into the kingdom of glory because of us sharing the gospel with them. Lord, help us, Lord. Help us. May you get the glory for what's going to happen because of today, because of your word, as we continue to walk in our Christian life, as we continue to want to make you look good. May you get all the glory, Father. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.